Hey everybody, welcome to the After Amen podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Tanya, and we are excited to have you here for another episode. So we're just going to jump right in. We hope you enjoy. Well, hello everyone. Hello, hello everybody. It's another week gone by, almost through, well, no, we are through October. Yep. Into November. And I don't know I how fe- we got to November. It was just February. I don't either. I feel like this year just started, and we are right here at Thanksgiving, like, what, three weeks, four weeks away from Thanksgiving? Yep. And actually, I think, what is it, three or four weeks from today? Yeah. Because we're yeah. recording this on a Thursday. Don't so. talk about it too much. I'll get hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, I don't know. It's been, like, the months have just flown by, it seems like. Yep. Um, lots of stuff going on. We've had something going just about every week. Um, I have some ministry stuff coming up this weekend. I'm super excited about that. Another You're women's off retreat. leaving me again. Yeah, I'm running off and leaving you again. Another women's retreat uh, with Wellworthy Ministries, which, by the way, we are in the works of trying to get a Wellworthy episode um, on the podcast. So we are working out. When you have a bunch of mamas, you got to work with schedules. So that's yep. what we're trying to work out right now. But I'm really, really excited about that. Um, you just got to know these girls to know um, they are on fire. Yeah. They are they are pumped up and all about Jesus and um, and reaching other women. Um, we want to reach everybody, but the ministry that we're part of is is specifically geared towards women. So super excited about that. And then this is being recorded on a Thursday, and tomorrow I leave for the retreat. And then the next weekend... We are Tennessee bound. One week from today, we will be on the road. Eastbound and down. Yep, to Benton, Tennessee, to see some very good friends of ours that we technically, you and I, Josh, have never even met. Never met them. But we literally talk almost every day, if not multiple times a day. I feel like I've known them all my life. (laughs) I know. Um, um, Casey and Jonna and Denna and Coach. and all of their kids, and we're just going to spend some family time with all of them, and um, we're just excited. It's um, it's kind of one of those God connections that we got hooked up with, and it only by God yeah, <laughs> that it sure. happened. For sure. Um, so there will be some special episodes of our podcast and probably Wrestling for the Faith as well. Probably so. Um, probably so. And uh, so we're super excited. We're we've got lots of good things coming up, and of course Thanksgiving's around the corner. And for all of you who already have your Christmas trees up, you're not supposed to put them up until the weekend after Thanksgiving. She's to, talking to you, Dinah. I, I don't <laughs> want to talk about it. Long I love you, Dinah. Christmas stuff out the day of Halloween. <laughs> I love you, Dinah. Well, <laughs> I really do. I don't. I don't understand. But we have to celebrate Thanksgiving. Exactly. Yeah. We just yeah. skip over that now. It's I know. Thing. It's tradition in our house, though. Every, basically the Friday and Saturday and Sunday after Thanksgiving, we um, 
we uh, put our Christmas stuff up. Well, I put our Christmas stuff up because well, I yeah. live in a house full of bah humbugs. Yeah, I'm, I'll I'll be MIA. Uh, yeah, yeah, conveniently. I got a business meeting. You got a business meeting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Really For that business you don't have. Yeah. <laughs> It's very important, very important. <laughs> no, but we're really excited. Lots of good things coming up. Closing out a year. And can you believe we are about two months shy, just a little over two months shy of a year having the podcast? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. The reality of that sitting in is, Wow. I mean, Christmas weekend marks a year when this idea was really yeah. birthed and um, uh, kind of got its jump start. And um, I think it was January 9th was our first episode. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's just it's crazy to think it's already been almost a year. But um, I'm so thankful. Yeah. Very thankful for the connections that we've made through the podcast. And and uh, the last two episodes have been amazing. Yeah. Um, probably two of my favorite um, on mental health and doing that God's way and, and how to deal with those things as they come. Um, and, and today... we could probably do 12 more episodes on that and oh, still not touch everything. Oh, yeah. For sure, for sure. I think, you know, I, I put a group text out and I was like, did, you know, did we cover everything that everybody wanted to cover? And everybody was kind of like, I feel like we could go on and on and on with yeah. it. So, um, you know, I don't think we covered everything and we may have some future episodes on that, but we covered the things that God really laid on our heart. And um, to be honest, I've gone back and listened to him myself and... Uh, it's been tremendously helpful for me, yeah. myself. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're excited. Got a lot of good things going. Um, we're in a slight season of transition in our house and um, had a lot of things going on. Um, so yeah, just keep us in your prayers and, for sure. you know, we want God's will. In everything that we do. Um, and so we are just believing that he's going to continue leading us the way he has. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been a, an eventful fall. <laughs> yeah. Ups and downs and lefts yeah. and rights and yeah. uppercuts yeah. and drop yeah, kicks. So Elon Mallory. <laughs> Elon Mallory are, are three weeks, almost a month married. So yeah. and they're both still alive. They're both still alive. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, yeah, so lots of great things and great things to come. And so just be in prayer with us that we follow God's will in everything that we do. And, and, um, we don't plan on taking a break right now from recording, I know a lot of podcasts take a season break. Um, right now, we just haven't been led that direction. So, um, you know, we took a little bit of a couple-week break during the wedding. We wouldn't have been able to. Because you know. <laughs> that was a little bit of a hectic, crazy yes, time. Yes, it was. Uh, just slightly. 
but um but yeah so um we don't we don't feel led to like take breaks right now so we're just gonna follow god's lead and just keep going with this thing and we're excited that's right excited about where it's going excited about the feedback we're getting and so y'all keep emailing us keep reaching out to us um we actually started something in our house um we've got a big board a uh, big whiteboard in our house that's just for podcasting things um we put scripture up there we put topics up there that we want to you know cover in the future it's kind of a brainstorming whiteboard and Josh came up with a really cool idea that we would put our prayer request up there. So all of the prayer requests that you guys send us, of course, we don't put personal information up there because we, you know, we have people in and out of the house and we want to respect everyone's privacy, but we put general information up there um, so that we, when we walk by that board in our home, um, we remember to pray. And I thought that was a really cool idea. Um, You do have good ideas, Josh. Every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and also I, I just want to encourage everybody if, if this podcast is a blessing to you go out there and share it with with people you know yes. get get the word out help us reach as many people as we can yes absolutely the more you share the more the word gets out there and honestly it's not about how many followers we have it's not about how many listeners we have if we're only reaching one it's enough but Think about if this has been a blessing to you, how much it could help someone else. Um, So, yeah, just share it. Um, Rate it on Apple Podcasts. If you have um, um, Apple, um, rate it on Google or Pocket Cast or Spotify, wherever you listen. Um, And and get the word out. Yep. So, are y'all ready? Let's dive into it. You ready, Connor? Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't prepared at all. <laughs> he does that. He has this way about him. Like yeah. he just, we give him a topic and he's like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I am not like that. I'm a super big planner. So he has a notebook in front of her. I do. I do have a notebook. Have but honestly, I'm kind of, well, I'm kind of proud of myself because it's been several weeks since I've sat here with a notebook in front yeah, of me. Yeah. I have not. We've been very spirit led for the last several podcasts. So, yeah. um, but yes, this one I prepared for, and I got so excited that I could barely sit still <laughs> because there's so much scripture on this topic. So, without further ado, um, our topic this week is character, and that's a big one. Yeah. Oh, big yeah. Subject. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those subjects, again, we could probably go weeks. We had to put a time limit on this. So <laughs> <we don't go. laughs> um, this could turn into a multiple episode uh, topic yeah, because for could. sure um, character is one of those things that for me is very important mm-hmm. and should be to any Christ follower. Um, not only character in myself, but character in those I'm around. I want to be around people with godly character. Yeah. Um, and so what I've always told my kids and the kids that, um, we had in kids ministry when we were, when we were in kids ministry is that character is who you are when no one else is looking. Um, and I don't remember honestly where I found that, but we were doing a a series in, 
in kids ministry. Yeah, it's been years ago. Yeah, on character and um, how to act godly and 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 the things like that. It might have even been one of our fruit of the spirit um, series, but um, juicy fruit. Yeah, juicy <laughs> fruit. Um, but um, that was one of the definitions that popped up when I was doing my studies and it just stuck with me. And again, I don't, I have no idea who said it. Um, if it's, you know, an actual definition or not, but, um, but it definitely, um, popped out at me for sure. All right. So I don't know where y'all are on scripture. I've got a few scriptures. Um, just jump into it. Okay. All right. Um, the, the first scripture that I have is in 1 Samuel. Um, let's see. I'll, I'll read 1 Samuel 16, 7. It says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance, or at his physical stature, mm-hmm. because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see a man see as a man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, mm-hmm. but the Lord looks at the heart. Yeah. And just for some context on that, Samuel is um following God's lead on anointing the next king. Mm-hmm. Um, which of course most of us know is David. Yeah. Um, and the story goes that, you know, Jesse pulls out his first, you know, big, young, strapping, handsome guys. And, and David is the youngest way out in the field, still tending the flocks. Yeah. And, and, you know, God is making a point to Samuel that we're not looking for someone who looks the part. Mm-hmm. And we as as humans, we get very wrapped up in outward appearance. Yeah. yeah. Very wrapped up in outward appearance. I will also say that a lot of people use the, well, well God knows the heart thing. And a lot of times when they're defending somebody or themselves or something like that they'll be like oh well god knows my heart Mm. yeah he does you want to know what else this book says about it in jeremiah 17 verses 9 and 10 it says the heart is deceitful above all things Mm -hmm. and desperately wicked who can know it i the lord search the heart i test the mind even to give every man according to his ways according to the fruits of his doing Mm -hmm. so don't just throw around oh well god knows my heart yeah yeah and because, yeah, he does. Better than you know it. Right. <laughs> he knows right. your character more than you know your character. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. That's sometimes, that's why his timing is the way that it is, <laughs> is because there are things that we're not ready for yet because our character isn't there yet. And I'm and, so... And I think we have to be Holy Spirit-led and ask God to teach us to see as he sees. Yeah. See people's heart as God sees their heart. For sure. And I will be honest. 
um, you know, one thing I noticed when I was studying this is everything I studied was focused around being spirit led Mm -hmm. because we cannot have godly character if we are not spirit led. That's right. We just can't. Um, If we're not in our word, seeking God and reading his word and getting to know him and creating that relationship with him and spending time talking to him and asking him to change us and, and, and create in us that godly character, we cannot have it. Yeah. We will not have it. Um, there's so many things and, and I, you know, my mind's kind of going, I kind of got like ADD right now because <laughs> I want to go everywhere. Yeah. But yeah. I'm so glad you mentioned in Jeremiah, the mind. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad you did because Romans 12 verses one through three says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. And then if you skip down, and I know this is a lot of reading, y'all, but we said from the get-go with this podcast that we will be grounded in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. So just bear with us because this is there's a lot of Scripture on this subject, So I, and I don't want to miss anything. But if you skip down in Romans 12 to verse 9, it says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor, giving preference to one another, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Verse 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing steadfastly in prayer, distributing the needs of the saints given to hospitality. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse, rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep be of the same mind toward one another do not set your mind on high things but associate with the humble do not be wise in your own opinion repay no one evil for evil have regard for good things in the sight of all men verse 18 if it is possible as much as depends on you live peaceably with all men Beloved, do not avenge yourselves, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, Vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him a drink. For in doing so, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Your life should be fully given to him and be an expression of worship. Mm -hmm. Verse one says, um, a living sacrifice. I think that's verse one, um, of Romans 12 is that, yeah, it says that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. We've got to be a, a, an expression of our lives should be an expression of worship to Mm -hmm. him. Um, 
And in verse two, it talks about don't be conformed by the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your. We cannot live like the world. Yeah. When we accept Christ into our heart and we we begin to follow Him, we have got to allow His Word to transform our mind, mm-hmm. and that is how we create godly character. And I think if if we make it up in our in our mind and our heart that we're going to love God and love our neighbor and we go about our life like that, looking to love one another, Mm -hmm. I think that helps with our character. And I think that helps lead your heart to do good things. Because if you're going around, you know, I, I don't like them. I don't like that guy. You know, they, they look funny. They smell funny, you know? Yeah. Just love God and love your neighbor. And a lot of people throw that around, you know, like it's this easy thing to do. And they're talking that like you see them say all this stuff, but they don't back it up. Yeah. And I'm sure you we've all heard the, the saying, actions speak louder than words, and it's true. Mm-hmm. They do. For sure. And a lot of people say all this stuff, but then when somebody hurts them, they retaliate in anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, this stuff isn't going to be easy and it's not going to be what you want to do. Right. There, there have been recent situations in my life where people have done stuff to me where my reaction and my fleshly reaction was not to be kind. Right. And I had to take control of my flesh. That's why it says in there to be a living sacrifice because mm-hmm. a, if you know the definition of sacrifice, it ain't something pleasant. I promise you that. You're right. <laughs> it is not a pleasant thing to be sacrificed. But you're exactly right. We have to think and act and take it a step further and react mm-hmm. yeah. like God would. Exactly. And in, in, in his way. According to what the word says. Yeah. So James 1.19 says, So then, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. That's that's hard to do. Yeah, yeah. That is hard to do when you've got um, someone coming against you or something coming against you or, or even the enemy coming against you. You want to react out of your flesh. Oh, yeah. 100% you want to react mm-hmm. out of your flesh. Well, Romans 8, 6 in the English Standard Version says, A mind governed by the flesh is death. But the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. Mm. Yeah. And so many people want to be the first one to talk or the last one to talk in an argument. Or they want to be like, I mean, there are people that their whole argument is just being louder than (laughs) other people. It's not like they have any basis to their argument. They're just like, well, if I'm louder, then I'm heard more. And and speaking on... A mind governed by flesh, you're you're gonna get what comes out of you is what's coming in you. Mm-hmm. So if you're allowing negative to come into you, negative is what's negative gonna is come gonna out. come out. Mm-hmm. Garbage in, garbage out. Yeah, absolutely. Proverbs seventeen twenty eight says, "Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he is considered." perceptive hmm. that 
is a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. And people, Even a fool is counted the, wise yeah. when he keeps those, his mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. That is one of those verses that people skip over that they don't they don't talk about. Yeah. <laughs> because everybody yeah. wants to talk about stuff. And and that's the thing, like you you know you you wanna retaliate and you wanna react. Are you more concerned with winning an argument? Than you are with winning a soul, mm-hmm. and that, that's good. That yeah. is one thing. Specifically, last night I was in a youth group, and the person speaking in the youth group was talking about how he used to be big into apologetics. And if you don't, I'm not going to go into details on what that is, obviously, because that's a big subject. But he said that when I stopped being so focused on winning arguments and I started focusing on winning souls. Mm-hmm. He said, you have to be more willing to lose an argument than you are to win the argument but lose a soul. Yeah. And he said, that's when I started really winning people to Christ is when I was just accepted. Winning an argument is not the most important thing. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's really, really yeah. good. So, basically, the gist of it is, well, hold on. I want to read one more scripture. Proverbs twenty nine twenty says, do you see a man hasty in his words? There's more hope for a fool than for him. Hmm. There is confirmation all throughout this scripture that our mouth gets us in more trouble yeah. than anything else. Yeah. And look at who's supposed to be our example, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Anytime he would be confronted with, with somebody, he would let them talk. And then whenever they were done talking, he would respond. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he just jumped out in front of them and started interrupting them and all that. But he he sat back and he listened. He let them say what they were going to say, even if it was stupid. And yeah. nine times out of ten, right. it was stupid. Right. <laughs> and you know, one thing I love about Jesus, there's so many things. But, <laughs> but what I what I like is when he was tempted by the devil. Mm-hmm. He didn't argue with the devil. No, he spoke scripture to the devil. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You can. He didn't give his opinion. Yeah. You which can, he would have had every right to do. He's Jesus for crying out loud. Absolutely. So <laughs> many people give their opinions and their experiences mm-hmm. and not God's word. Yeah. That's good. That's that's that one thing good. that I respect about Phil Robertson. You know, he's had a lot of heat come on him over the years. And uh, he just put out a, another book, and he said that when he went to have his, you know, promoting his book or whatever, they would, the people interviewing him would try to trip him up with questions, mm-hmm. you know, to lure him into saying something. And everything that he responded to them was scripture. Yeah. Every response that he had was scripture. That's good. That's the way this should be. Yeah. But that's that's how you know someone has godly character. Yeah. Because when we accept Christ, we have to take on a new character. We mm-hmm. don't have the same character we had as as someone of this world. Mm-hmm. You can't put that new wine in old wineskin. Yeah. You've got you have to take on a new character, and that character you have to take on is God's. Mm-hmm. And that's a heavy thing to carry around mm-hmm. 
and, and it, not heavy in a bad way, but heavy as meaning it's a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, that makes me think of one thing I heard one time. They say so many, and I know this is off on a different tangent, but they say so many people, they come to church and they take off their old ragged clothes mm-hmm. and they lay them down at the door of the church. Mm-hmm. And they go in the church, fall at the altar, ask God to forgive them, you know, weep, cry. But when that service is over, they get up, they walk outside and they pick up them old clothes mm-hmm. and put them right back on. Yeah. And a lot of times we do that with our character, yeah. just like we do yeah. with our burdens, with our addictions, with our hangups, our strongholds, yep. all of those things. We do that with our character too mm-hmm. often. Yeah. A lot of people in America specifically are more interested in having a church experience than a God experience. Mm. Mm. Ooh, say that again. <laughs> get the meddling up in here. <laughs> My goodness, that is a <laughs> mouthful. Wow. More interested in having a church experience than a God experience. And let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Because people just automatically think if they have a church experience, they've had a God experience. That is not the case. No. Yeah. Not that is not the case. Church is not about, well, let me rephrase that. God experiences are not about you feeling the tinglies all the time mm-hmm. and having the goosebumps that, and crying and all of these things. That is not what a God experience is all about. Sometimes it happens that way. Yeah. For sure. And it's not always going to make you feel people, good either. People take the good feeling parts of a God experience and they only use that and that's the church experience. That's yeah. the... When you feel in the tingles, or man, that worship song was really good, or man, that was a good message. But they don't go home. They don't discipline themselves. They yes. don't read their Bible every day. Yeah. And they're there's not, absolutely nothing not being wrong. Refined and refinement does not feel good. Refinement hurts. Yeah. It's painful. Mm-hmm. But the fire there's nothing is how wrong how with refined. the tinglies and the no. crying and the getting emotional. That's all great. We should feel that way in the presence of God. But it should not only be when you walk through that door and you've got a preacher hyping you up or a worship song getting you all pumped up. You should be able to do that and experience that with God anywhere you are. Yeah. If you can't, anywhere. If you can't get into God's presence because they didn't play your song, you're not there for his presence to begin with. That is so much truth. <laughs> But you're just trying to pound on folks' toes tonight. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> but I have you still toe boots on today. <laughs> but the only way for us to truly take on God's character like we're supposed to is by being in God's word and fellowshipping with him. Mm-hmm. Because I am learning more and more every day that I know less and less. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to be just flat out honest with you. And when you stop leaning on your understanding and you lean on God's, that's when true change happens. Yes. And when you stop leaning on what you've been told and your experiences by other people and through other people, and whether it's church services or family members or whatever, and you ask God to lead you and guide you and direct you as you get in his word and you really dig into it, and... Even without a study Bible, just read his word. Exactly. 
like I love a study Bible, but I also hardly, love. I hardly ever look at my footnotes, being honest. Well, I don't until I read the word and I yeah, make exactly. notes myself. I was telling somebody today, I was texting somebody today, and I was telling them that I love my study Bible and I use my study Bible. But what I like to do is I like to read the scripture, make my own notes, and then go back and look and see what the footnotes and the re cross references of the scripture are, and then see if it lines up with what I felt like the Lord was leading me to. Yeah. And one thing I was going to say, kind of what you were saying a minute ago about not basing things off of your experiences or what you've been told. I was talking Tuesday night, I was in a Bible study on like a, a little online Bible study with a few of our good friends. And we were kind of talking and we were like, cause right now is just kind of a time where we're, we're pursuing God more than we ever have and yes. getting to know what his word really says more than we ever have. Yeah. Yes. And one of the things that we were talking about was at this point, I, I, it's not like I just, Oh, well I know that I want to go and I want to look at what exactly what it says biblically on it because yeah, there are some things that we're told that maybe we've been told it all our lives that just aren't biblical. And that's why we can't base things off of experiences or what we've been told. Because yes. if you were if you were raised around people that don't believe biblically, but they told you that this is biblical, mm -hmm. go back and and look through the things that you that you believe, the things that you like that are core beliefs just about to you that honestly shouldn't be. And because the main core belief of Christianity is the gospel it the good yes. news that jesus died for our sins and was raised again that mm -hmm. is the core belief everything else that is that is where we need to be in our scripture and yes and and no and not just take something as oh they said it's that way so it is that way no what does the bible say about yeah and yeah. and read like the whole chapter or the, don't just read one or two verses and no because it can be misconstrued like i was reading a verse today that i've read all my life and got one thing out of it and i was like that's not even what that says at all no. you know and i've i've heard it i've heard it preached by many people i've heard it talked about online i've heard youtube messages on it and it's not what it means at all exactly and that's just one example um, that there I ran across of, today. There are so many. There things. are a lot of examples, and sometimes them getting pulled out of context. What they're saying about it doesn't necessarily mean that they're wrong, but they're not putting the actual biblical context behind right what it actually means. Right. And I know we kind of got off on a tangent there, but the reason for that is because in order for you to take on godly character. You've got to know your word. Exactly. Yeah. You can't have godly character without being without being grounded in the Bible. And yeah. knowing who God is. It is yeah. literally it is our mirror. It is how we, we judge ourselves. It is yeah. I mean It's our instruction manual. Yeah, when you when you think of a mirror, I I love this um analogy for the Bible. When you think of a mirror, when you wake up in the morning and you go look in the mirror, 
you don't like what you see. Let's just be honest with ourselves. <laughs> Nobody likes what they see when they first wake up and Christy go look in the mirror. And... <laughs> you have to fix whatever it is. And that's what the Bible is for us. Mm. If we look at this and we look at the things that aren't right about our lives. Yeah. And righteousness doesn't come from us. I mean, it it comes from Jesus. The Bible says that verbatim. I don't right. remember exactly what verse is it. I think it's in the Corinthians. But, um, but we... We have to align ourselves and our character with what mm-hmm. the Bible says is good character, and yeah. not what we, not what the world says is good character, or what people say is good character, or what even people that have been in authority over you over your lives have said is good character, but what the Bible says. Yeah, yeah, yeah we have to, we have to transform our thoughts, like continuing to think like, like we did pre-Christ and our. What I've heard people say, BC days. Yeah. And <laughs> can't, it, it won't work anymore. And church should not be the only place that you read scripture. Exactly. Preach and get that. the word. Exactly. Come on. You need to go home and dive into this word. Yeah. What's the song, Monday Morning Faith? Oh, man. <laughs> Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, yeah. Thursday and Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Like it cannot be something. That you only, life is not just Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday. Yeah. It is every single day, every single moment. You never know who you're going to come across. And if they are singing, seeing ungodly character, but they hear your mouth say you're a Christ follower, exactly. but they're your gonna, actions don't show say, it. Well, that's what a Christian is. I don't want to be like I don't yeah. want no part of it. And, and you will answer. You call someone to stumble, you will answer for uh, that in the judgment. Yeah. Um, I was, I think, I think, uh, I think it was Trey, Trey Whitten, who told me this story. But there was a, there was a guy who used to go to the, to, um, or he was a youth pastor at the church we were at. And um, his name was Brent Hood. Sadly, he's no longer with yeah, us. He he passed away. It's he was a he was a great man. He had a heart for people. Oh um, yes, for sure, yeah. had a heart and for people, a heart for youth especially. Mm-hmm. But he was talking about how because he he was he liked to cook, and some of the things that he would cook, he would use alcohol, you know, when he would cook it to give it more flavor or whatever. Yeah. Which Obviously, it cooks all the alcohol out, so it's not like he was getting drunk, obviously. Right. <laughs> but he w- he went into a liquor store to buy something. He saw somebody that he knew, and the guy knew him really well, and he knew that he was a Christ follower and all that. Well, he said, I didn't even really think about it, but I'm sitting here talking to him, and I've got a bottle of whiskey with me. Mm-hmm. And he's like, after I left, I realized, I was like, well, if, what if he thinks like, oh, well, Brent did it. So it must be so okay I for me to do it. it. Right, yeah. Yeah. And he said, I stopped using alcoholic things in my cooking but just because I don't want anything to hurt yeah. my witness. And that's a personal conviction. That's mm-hmm. God. Exactly. That's God in you and, and you being so in tune with him that the Holy Spirit convicts you immediately over yeah. something like that. And and personal convictions are, are a big thing, like... There will be certain things that you'll be convicted about that other people weren't. And it doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that they're bad for not being convicted about it. Just you have a personal conviction about it in that certain way. Yeah. And because, like, like, I could walk up in there and 
it may not even, God may not even nudge my heart about it, you yeah. know? And But Holy Spirit did nudge his heart, yeah. and he was sensitive to it. That's yeah. that's the key. One one thing as a as a teenager, a lot of people my age like to go out and go to parties and all this. And I have heard of Christ followers that are my age going to these parties and I don't agree with it because personally I think that it hurts your witness. Yeah. But I'm not going to condemn somebody else for deciding to go. Right. Maybe maybe they're witness people while they're there. I'm not going to judge them for what they decided right. to do. But it is a personal conviction of mine for me to not do it. So I'm not going to do it. It doesn't mean you're wrong for doing it. It's just right. it's not something that I'm going to do. Right. The, the key is we've got to be in tune. And we're not going to be in tune if we're not in his word. Yeah. Throughout Romans 12, what I read just a few minutes ago... I just want to point out just a few of the words that really stuck out to me. He talked about being humble. He talked about loving, honoring, being kindly affectionate, having brotherly love towards one another, rejoicing, um, rejoicing in hope specifically. Mm. That means you should not be walking around, moping around, complaining about everything all of the time yeah it's and i've i've seen a lot of people a lot of christians use the excuse of well well life's just not easy as a christian and no it's not it's not promised to be easy but it also doesn't tell us to go around moping around because what what again again what image does it give to lost people if, if you're never happy if you're never happy at all because mm-hmm. our joy doesn't come from worldly things our joy comes from the lord Yes, you're exactly right. The joy, our joy is in the Lord. We cannot depend on our circumstances to fuel our joy. Exactly. Um, Because if you do that, you'll never have joy. (laughs) Right. And and I'm actually going to kind of dig into that a little bit. Um, Y'all bear with me for one second because this was in a different spot in my notes. But um, if you go to Romans chapter 5, um, it actually talks about how we're going to go through things and we're going to face things, but that doesn't mean that we don't, we, we don't have hope. Mm-hmm. Um, Romans chapter 5, um, verses uh, 3 through 5, it says, And not only that we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulations produce perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Hmm. Tribulations produce Perseverance. Yep. Perseverance produces character. character. And character produces hope. I think of, like, I don't remember who said it, but I, I, I remember hearing a quote one time. It's like, people 
get upset when they pray for wisdom and God gives them situations that make them wise. <laughs> and and then blame God. Exactly. Why did you do this yeah. to me? You yeah. asked for it. <laughs> right, know what exactly. you're praying for. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, the other thing I think I want to kind of touch on and we'll start kind of wrapping it up. But one of the things that I noticed in Romans when I was reading all of this is that almost every point he made throughout all those scriptures, if you flip over to the book of Galatians, chapter 5, and if you know your word, you probably know exactly where I'm going <laughs> with this. But he talks about a little thing or a few little things called the fruit of the spirit. I thought I heard of that before. Hmm. You, you've heard of that before? I, I maybe, like vaguely. <laughs> so real quick, I want to read um, verses 16 through, um, I think it's 25. But it says, I say then, walk in the spirit. Here we go again. In the spirit. It's almost like he's trying to tell us that in order to have godly character and in order to do things the godly way, we've got to walk in the spirit. It's almost like we're not meant to do this alone. Almost. It's crazy. Hmm. <laughs> I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. Huh. Hmm. We're not supposed to do the things we want to do. Huh. So, okay. Verse 18. <laughs> but if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are, and he lists... Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in times past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. I'm going to stop right there for just a second. Notice that the works of the flesh are listed as works. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind. But not all of them are horrible crimes. I mean, yes, he, he, he mentions murderers. He mentions um, fornication, um, idolatry, sorcery. But... Look at some of what he mentions. Something is seemingly simple, and I say seemingly simple because it's not simple. But something is seemingly simple as jealousy, selfishness. And how much of that are, do we accept in the church today? Mm -hmm. Oh, right. Outbursts of anger. And also notice another thing. He says that this is what you want to do mm -hmm. without the Spirit. Yeah. yeah. So... When he said that the heart is deceitful above all things, this is what the heart wants to do. Yes. Mm -hmm. Our natural fleshly character is not good. The Bible says. It's just not. The Bible says that all good things come from God. Mm -hmm. And you hear it float around, especially by atheists a lot, 
well, if there's a good God, then why does he allow bad things to happen? Well, there wouldn't be one good thing happening if it wasn't for him. Right, yeah. exactly. Proverbs 23, 7, Solomon said, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Mm. Without God, mm. that list of what she just said is what happens. Right. With God, the list of what she's about to read is what happens. Yeah, so again, remember I said works of the flesh. Keep that in mind, the word works. Mm-hmm. Now, verse 22 in Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, there it is again, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, or envying one another. Now remember, I said works of the flesh, but yet they are fruits of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. Because nothing we do without walking in the Spirit can produce these fruits. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Nothing we do outside of walking in the Spirit can produce these fruits. And I'm, we're going to wrap up, and I've got one quote, and I wanted to share this because it was it was really powerful to me. Joyce Meyer said this, love and self-control are bookends of the fruit of the spirit remove one of them and the rest fall over wow and i had never heard that quote until this week but when we taught fruits of the spirit to the kids at church we were very clear that there is a reason love comes first yeah and self-control ends it mm-hmm. god didn't do anything by chance yeah He had a purpose. Coincidental God. Right. Right. So remember, if we're going to put on godly character, the one common theme I'm seeing here is we have got to walk in the Spirit. Yeah. We've got to be in daily fellowship with Him or else we can't do it. Yeah. Because it just doesn't come naturally. And just remember, just... Because there's nobody around, mm. nobody to see what you're doing. Yeah. God sees. Oh, for sure. God sees it all. Yeah, you can't hide anything from him. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing. This has been good, and yeah. I still have about a page and a half of notes, so we will probably continue this talk. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean... And, and and the other thing I want to make sure everybody understands is just because you struggle doesn't make you bad. Yeah. Because in our flesh, we are all going to struggle. Yeah. But it is about daily crucifying. Paul said, um, and I don't remember where it is. I just read it today. I think it's in one of the Corinthians. But Paul said he crucifies himself daily. 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 
Because if we don't, that flesh is just constantly trying to rise up. Mm -hmm. Because that's our natural instinct. It is not natural for us to be good. It just isn't. It says that in there. Yeah. It says that this is what you do without God. Yeah. I mean... I, I mean, I, it doesn't get more clear cut than that. And, you know, Connor said it. Every good and perfect thing comes from God. Yeah. Only from him. So just remember that if you're depending on a church service, um, a YouTube message, a Facebook live message, a um, youth group, a pastor, um, any of those things, an evangelist, if you are relying on them to create and, and facilitate your relationship with God, please stop Yeah, and please get in your word because true godly character cannot come if you're living your godly walk through someone else. It's true. And, you can't have a relationship with someone. I don't have a relationship with a friend by talking to a friend who is his friend. Mm. <laughs> That's good. And what does the Bible say in John? It says that in the beginning, the Word was with God, and the Word was, was God. God. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you reading the Word is yeah. you communing with God. Yes. Yeah. You, you can't have a relationship with God through a preacher. Yeah. And if you do, then if that preacher stumbles at all, yeah. That is why we have so many Christ followers falling away, getting hurt, running away. They talk about the church hurting them, but it wasn't God that hurt you. It was humanity. Yeah. 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 Because in our humanity, we're not good. And a preacher is not perfect. No, they're just a man, just like anybody else. Yeah. Just a man. Um, youth pastors, just a man. You know, um, preachers on TV, just a Mega man. Preachers, yeah. You know, worship leaders, just a person, just another right. human being. And that's not who we're here to follow. They have to crucify no. their flesh no. just like you do. Yep. This has been good. Yeah. Connor, you want to close that in prayer, bud? Lord, I come to you right now. I just ask that you use everything that we talked about in this podcast tonight, Lord, to just. To help everybody that hears this to grow closer to you, Lord, that you would help us to pursue what you want us to pursue, God, to be more like you in every way, Lord, to get rid of the things that aren't from you and just grow in the things that are from you, Lord. I just ask that you use this to to reach as many people as you want, and Lord, I just ask that your will be done. Yes, Yes, Jesus. Jesus Amen. Amen. All right, well, see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the After Amen podcast. We would like to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram at After Amen Podcast, or you can send us an email at afteramenpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Thanks for joining us.